Welcome back to another episode of Nach Daily with the fifth parak of Megillus Esther. The previous chapter ended with Esther agreeing to speak with Achashverosh, although doing so might threaten her life. She asked Mordechai to have the nation join her in a three-day fast. On the third day, Esther put on royal clothing and entered the king's court. Verses 2 and 3 tell us that she found favor in his eyes. Achashverosh extended his golden scepter to her and asked, What is your request? Ask for up to half the kingdom and will be granted to you. The Gemara in Megillah 15b tells us that this was Achashverosh's way of saying that he would only give her half the kingdom, but would not allow her to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash. Esther respectfully invited the king to a feast that very day, asking him to bring Haman as well. Achashverosh consented to her request. It should be noted that old Moforsham asked why Esther invited Haman to the feast with Achashverosh. What was she thinking? Parenthetically, there's an amazing new safer that just came out on Megillus Esther by my Rebbe, Rabbi Jin called the Navi journey on Esther. He brings a number of reasons based on the Gemara Megillah 15b as to why Esther invited Haman. One, she set him up to be trapped. Two, she had learned from her father to feed your enemy if he's hungry. Three, he would not rebel against Achashverosh while his mazel was strong. Four, he would not figure out that she was a Jew. Five, Esther didn't want Claudius Roach to just rely on her and stop davening wholeheartedly. Six, perhaps she'd be able to disgrace Haman in front of the king. Seven, Hashem would see how degraded Esther had become and perform a miracle for her. Eight, she would make Achishverosh jealous of Haman and kill them both. It would be worth it to die if Haman was destroyed. Nine, if Achishverosh decided to kill Haman, he wouldn't change his mind if Haman was there. If she waited until after the feast, the king's anger might have abated. Ten, to make other officers jealous of Haman. Eleven, before Haman fell, he first needed to be lifted up. And twelve, Esther had learned from Belshazzar that when evil people drink, their demise comes more quickly. Moving on. At the feast, Achishverosh again asked Esther her request. Esther answered that she will reveal it if he and Haman would come back the very next day to another feast. Haman left the king's palace happy and content, but when Mordechai at the royal gate refused to bow to him, he became filled with rage. Haman went home and told his wife Zeresh about all the good things that happened to him. He had been promoted and even invited to a royal feast with the king. He boasted that he would actually be going to another feast the very next day. Verse Verse 13 has Haman saying, Yet all this means nothing to me whenever I see the Jew Mordechai sitting at the royal gate. Haman had everything he really wanted in life, but honor and wealth weren't enough to satisfy his desires. One lone Jew wouldn't bow to him and it drove him mad. Everything became worthless. The deeper farm bring on the words, All this is worthless to me that the last letters gives us hey vav hey yud which is hashem's name of yud ke vav ke spelled backwards this was none other than hashem behind the scenes the reason why it's backwards is because we never see hashem clearly only through hints that he sends us every day can we search and realize that all of life is really divine in nature this is what led zeresh to giving haman the advice to build a gallows 50 amos high on which to have mordechai hung the idea pleased haman and he had the gallows was built immediately. Little did Hama know that Hashem was using him to create his own downfall. Even evil, <coughs> even evil isn't separate from God who uses it to guide the world in the best possible way. 
Stay tuned to the next episode of Nach Daily when we'll see how Mordechai Tzaddik is lifted up and rewarded for saving Achish Verosh's life. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.